Hey friends, it's Jenna Overbaugh here. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm here to help you do all the hard things, including busting through your fear, intrusive thoughts, and worry so you can live your best life. Some of my earliest memories were being anxious and I lived my life that way until I learned more about OCD and anxiety. Since then, I learned as much as I could and I've been helping people overcome their fear and worry since 2008. Over the years, I've acquired some of the best education, training, and empowerment tools to help you understand your brain a little bit better and to finally overcome all of that fear that's been holding you back. Now, if you're ready to learn more, let's get to it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of All the Hard Things. I am super excited to be here with my guest, Justin Mendez. Um, and we're coming at you video and audio today. So uh, it was just too special of a setup. We were just both like, it's amazing. So um, if you're listening to just audio, then you definitely have to make sure you check out the video too. It's going to be up on my YouTube. I'll put it on my social media. It's going to be great. So um, Justin, uh, thank you so much for being here. Justin is an advocate um, and struggled with OCD. And there's lots of really great stuff that we're going to talk about today. So Justin, I would love for you to just kick it off and tell us like maybe when you first started to realize that there was something kind of wrong um, and maybe just like as a kid or at a, as an adolescent, what that was kind of like for you. Yeah, definitely. It's I, I started noticing it more in my like teenage, uh, like mid twenties. Um, but recently after getting into therapy and all this, I talked to my mom and she reminded me about some things that I used to do as a kid that were, um, so when she'd say good night to me, I'd have to kiss her forehead and her nose and her lips in, in a specific order. And if I didn't do it in that specific order, I had to start over. Right. So little things like that. Um, but yeah, in 2014, I literally thought I was losing my mind. I didn't know what to do. I thought I was going crazy. And I checked myself into a psychiatric facility where I was diagnosed with OCD. And it was, the diagnosis was so quick. I mean, the guy was just like, oh, you have OCD. And he was so casual about it that I guess my OCD was like, what does that even mean? I don't believe that. I don't have OCD. Not understanding at all what it was. And really only having a concept of it in terms of what I'd seen in the media, you know, right. like movies and that sort of thing. So from 2014, it took until about 2022 for me to actually start getting treated for it. Um, and that sort of came about when my current girlfriend and I were having some issues and she just kept saying like, this doesn't seem right. Like something just doesn't seem right. It seems off. And we had gotten this big argument and I didn't know what to do. And I went to a bookstore and I got a book on OCD thinking 
I've explored anxiety. I've explored depression. I've tried all these different things. Um, I spent a lot of time kind of in the personal development world and nothing helped. So I got this book on OCD and in the first 10 pages, I was like, can I swear on this podcast? Yes, absolutely. You can swear on this podcast. I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. It's like, they're just narrating what's going on in my brain. Isn't that such an amazing feeling? Like I have goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been there. So many people have that feeling that you feel like you're literally going crazy. You feel like you are the, like they're like, you are this wrong, bad, awful, defective person walking around the world. And then all of a sudden you see everything in a freaking book. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really mind blowing. And, um, even my, my girlfriend was like, yeah, things kind of changed overnight. And I think for me, it was because I was trying really hard for a long time. It, I was putting a lot of effort in and just, I didn't, I wasn't using the right tools. Right. And, um, so once I kind of learned that stuff, everything sort of changed and started to get immediately better. And it's still something that I struggle with a lot. Um, relationship OCD specifically contamination would definitely be a very close second. <laughs> um, but when I thought I was kind of losing my mind, it was mostly harm OCD and these intrusive thoughts that just made me scared of everything, including myself. And uh, that once I kind of read the book and started to understand it, that the harm OCD kind of just like evaporated. It was, it was really weird actually. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then not too long after all of that and finding a therapist, I found you, uh, which was awesome. You are an amazing resource. And um, <laughs> for, uh, I was with my ex for nine and a half years. And for seven of that, we ran a business together and she was an influencer. And so I know how hard you are working and I, I'm not sure you get your uh, credit. So as somebody who knows exactly what goes into it, I just want to say thank you because you're doing amazing yeah. stuff. I still don't, I, I, as a side, I don't get it. Like I still, I've told my, this. I've told my um, two contractors this, I've told my financial advisor this, I've told like all these, like I should feel like I have a business, but I just don't feel like I have a business. But yeah. anyway, I mean, that's, that's, OCD and like in, in its own way has kind of crept into my stuff too. Like mm. just doubtfulness about everything. Like, yeah, it's, it's a trip. It's a trip, Yeah, but continue. That's so nice of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, of course. Uh, you have been an amazing resource. There's been a lot of times I travel a lot for work and because of that, I've, uh, not been able to see a therapist consistently. And so the stuff you post and the work you've done is really helped to fill in those gaps. So, um, yeah, so things have gotten a lot better and that's kind of where I'm at currently. It's just still sort of learning how to be in a relationship with relationship OCD and a partner who has a very different attachment style than I do and a very different communication style than I do. Um, but who I'm totally in love with and, uh, also navigating what I do for work, which means traveling constantly. Um, I have an amazing horror story about a hotel I was recently in, if you want to hear that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so, so over the last two years, I've gotten 
really comfortable staying in hotel rooms, like on a level that I didn't think I ever would be. I went from, you know, not being able to really touch anything, sometimes not showering in the hotel because I didn't want to be in the shower or touch the towels. Um, I would travel with a sleeping bag liner to sleep inside of so that I didn't physically touch any of the sheets or anything. And so I've gone from that to really being able to do all of that. There's still some little things that I do here and there, but for the most part, I've been really, really comfortable. And uh, <laughs> this last trip I was on, I pulled the sheets back of my um, of my bed to lay down on it to chat on the phone. And I was sort of like, you know, like a 90s movie of like a girl to sleep over, like, you know, on the phone. Yeah, I was basically doing that. And after like 20 minutes, I started noticing that my elbow felt a little bit wet. And I was laying uh, like, you know, whatever, not in line with the bed. So, so my body was like waist height on yeah. where the bed is if you're laying on it normally. So I realized I was in this puddle, um, this waist height puddle uh, in a hotel room bed, just with my elbow, just like sitting there in it. And I mean, there's really only one thing that could cause that. I guess there's two things. I don't think somebody wet the bed in the hotel. Um, <laughs> so that was the beginning of being in hotels, a different hotel in a different city for two weeks straight. And that was like the second day or something. Oh, wow. So that really, obviously, you know, I, I like washed my arm and I went downstairs and told them and they apologized profusely and gave me a new room. And in that regard, it was fine. But it really, really set me back in terms of my brain going into this mode of, see, I told you, hotels are disgusting. Yeah, They're contaminated. I mean, that can happen with so many things, right? Like, you know, someone with relationship OCD, right? Like they might end up breaking up with that person, right? Like, yep. no, like that ended up being a bad person, a bad relationship, or, you know, hit and run OCD, a person might run over a squirrel or like, I always sure. tell people a, a broken clock is still right two times a day. Mm, like just yeah. because, just because these things can happen, it's not to say that like our reactions to them are always proportionate. And totally, I always try to caution people too. Like this ERP work is not about convincing yourself that this stuff won't happen or <laughs> right. happen. It's about like, I'm not in the bit, I'm not going to be in the, I, that's not fair. Like that's not, I, I have no control over that. I'm not here to convince you, for instance, that the next hotel room that you go into is not going to have that same exact thing happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I bet not, but I also like, I can't hundred percent guarantee that. So it's all of, it's actually about like, how do you cope? How do you build up the belief in yourself that you can handle whatever comes your way? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So traveling must be super, super difficult, right? Like different environment, different stressors, so on and so forth. You've talked about like the triggers that come up as far as contamination stuff goes, but talk to us a little bit about relationship OCD, because I know that's something that so many people struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so let me first just say that, like, I understand I, I, I'm mixed race. I consider myself off white and I was, I was born in Northern California, which means I basically won the lottery of like privilege essentially. So I'm not going to sit here and like try to say that for men, right? But what I will say, I think that kind of leads into it a little bit is that um, 
it is, I think, really hard to be a man with relationship OCD. Uh, I think it kind of brings up a lot of things that can feel like you're not being how you should be. I, I think, you know, OCD is like that for everybody, but um, it's just something I thought a lot about because I think it's probably what keeps a lot of men from talking about it. And I feel like the world would probably be a better place if men talked a bit more about their mental health. Or about um, relationships in general, right? Like, yeah, I completely. I never really thought about it that way before, but like, I think the way that a woman would be interpreted having relationship OCD and talking about all that stuff will be interpreted one way versus a man is probably going to be interpreted a different way. Like, oh, men are just non-committal, whatever, like, so whatever. Totally. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, um, if reassurance seeking is part of how that shows up, then it's, that's sort of another thing, right? It's like, oh, who, what woman wants a man who needs to be reassured, you know, like, uh, it just doesn't fit into that stereotype of how men should be. And I think in that regard, it can be a little tough. And to find someone, I mean, regardless of gender, right? Like it's true. Yeah. It's probably very hard to be the person who's with you, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Super hard. Yeah. Um, I feel really grateful that my girlfriend was willing to push me and didn't just give up. Uh, we actually, <laughs> I say that, but we actually did break up twice, which going back to what you're saying of like, hey, maybe the relationship OCD was right. Like, yeah, we actually did break up. And that's been kind of another hurdle of, okay, how do we, how do we now move forward from that and stop my brain from seeing that it's always going to go there, you know? Right. And that it could go there with anything, right? Like that I don't totally. have that certainty that you don't get that certainty. OCD, yeah. like, None of us, I, I come from a world, I come from a background where like in college, we weren't allowed to use even the words like in scientific literature and in papers, we weren't allowed to use words like proof or proof mm. or proven. Um, like we weren't able mm. to use words like certain, not even from like the OCD psycho psychology sense, but like just in science, right? Like science does not like the word certain. They would even say that like, you can't even be certain of the law of gravity. Like who's to mm. say with how crazy our world is that like one day that won't run out or like that there's not some alternative explanation because science yeah. is always looking for alternative explanations, right? Um, so you can have faith about something, you can have um, trust in something, you can have confidence in something, you cannot question something, but to say that you're 100% certain, I, I just come from a world where that doesn't exist for, for anybody, for anything. And OCD comes in and says, well, if you do these rituals and if you do this and if you do X, Y, and Z, then you get to have the certainty. And it's like, that's not right. what any of us as human beings, like just as part of living a values-driven life, like we don't get to have any of that. If any of this is resonating with you right now, then you need to check out the OCD and Anxiety Recovery Blueprint. The OCD and Anxiety Recovery Blueprint is my no-holds-barred, real talk, three-part course for action takers who want to gain control over their OCD and anxiety and take their freaking life back. It is truly recovery like you've never seen before. I made this OCD and anxiety recovery blueprint because I was sick of the same old vanilla recycled mental health content on social media, on the internet, and I wanted to raise the bar. I wanted to create a world where people could recover for good with or without a therapist. So the OCD and anxiety recovery blueprints, you could get it all together. It's over 100 videos, over 35 hours of content, but you could also get one of its three courses. So 
we have the foundation, which is level one. This is where you will lay the groundwork for your recovery journey and truly step into your therapist role and realize ultimately how simple all of this can be when you commit to the process. Then level two, we have the transformation. This is where you would learn how to prevent rituals, including mental compulsions, dismantling all those other compulsions that really, really trouble you. You will come to understand that behaviors and mental compulsions are yours to control and never the other way around. Then we have the end game. This is where you will bulletproof your recovery no matter what exposures or challenges cross your path. I want you to take your life back into your own hands so OCD has nothing against you. If you want to learn more about the OCD and Anxiety Recovery Blueprint, just go to www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com slash blueprint or head to the link in my show notes. I don't do vanilla. I don't do what's your subtype. I rip open the freaking curtains and take you into the inner workings of my mind and education so you can know this as well as I do. So again, to learn more about the blueprint, go to www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com slash blueprint or head to the show notes and click the link below. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So talk to me a little bit about, I know you wanted to chat about like your, your kind of like your family's reactions, especially um, one of your family oh. in particular, just like not kind of like how you you said, right? Like you didn't really understand yeah. what OCD was. You had this misconception, like so many people do about what it is, what it isn't. And so what was that like for you to like then get the information that you had OCD, read this stuff in the book eventually. And then like, what was that support like from your family? Yeah. So before... After I was diagnosed, but way before I understood OCD at all, um, I got into this thing with my brother who, um, it doesn't really matter too much what he wanted me to do, but it involved um, something that I knew was going to be next to impossible for me to do, right? Like at the time, if we had made a hierarchy of exposures or whatever it's called, it would have been like really high up there. Um, and I didn't have a way of communicating that. So I just said, like, I, I can't, like, I know it seems crazy. I can't explain why I can't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. And his reaction was essentially to say, you're full of shit. You're just doing this because you don't want to help me. And, um, and I said, you know, I'm trying to open up to you. I, I you're kind of throwing it back in my face. That feels shitty. And he's like, no, now you're just trying to make me feel bad for trying to get you to do something and it was this mess and it that conversation sparked what would over the next couple of months lead to him not talking to me for now I think we're going on like year seven um so yeah that was like really really hard and it sort of exacerbated at the time what I was dealing with which was feeling like I was this horrible person for having these intrusive thoughts and I was losing I my mind. OCD, and... like, I mean, yeah, like there's something, like, yeah, I can totally see how totally. into it for sure. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. The rest of my family has been really supportive. They've been really, really great. Mm -hmm. um, it There's, you know, in terms of my OCD, uh, there's some other stuff there with him and the rest of the family, obviously, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, no. like that was a misconception too just like the, and so many people have this idea of exposure therapy right like just go into the deep end like just go do this crazy thing um yeah. you know like rip the band-aid off jump into the deep end and then you'll be over it and it's like that's research shows time and time again that that's it's what we call flooding and it's actually um 
either not helpful at best or it's actually detrimental because it ends up backfiring. You end up having to do a ritual to get through it because it's so awful or you end up doing it, but then you never end up wanting to do it again because it was so terrible. And so, you know, like that's so many people's expectations out there. Like they hear exposure therapy and they think of all these wild ass exposures, like eating an M&M off of a toilet seat or, you know, crazy things like that, like watching porn. And it's like, no, we would never have people do that. Like we would never have people do anything that's first of all illegal. We would never have anybody do it like we wouldn't do ourselves. And it's so much better, like a good ERP OCD specialist would understand that like you start small and you meet the person where they're at and you do small gradual changes from there. So yeah, like it makes sense why you weren't able to do what it was that like someone else was probably thinking like, why is this so such a big deal for you? Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of conversations like that with my family of, you know, at a certain point, well, and with friends as well, at a certain point, I've just kind of had to say, Hey, look, this is something I can't explain. It, it doesn't make sense. If you try to look for logic in it, you're not going to be able to find it. And you're just going to be frustrated and annoyed with me. So I just need you to trust me that like, this just is what it is. And I've had a lot of people that have been like, okay, like I, I get that. I love you. And if that's what it is, then that's what it is. So mm-hmm. it's been really good in a lot of ways. Um, I'm curious what it's been like for you, like on social media, when it comes to things like you are your thoughts and oh yeah, right. you just think about it long enough, then it will happen. Like that is so triggering and so difficult for people, but it's everywhere. Um, totally. So give us, like give us some more examples. I, I think people see this stuff all the time, but they don't actually like see it as like this thing that actually needs to be talked about. Cause I don't see people talking about it that much. So yeah, give us some examples yeah. and talk to us about why that's so challenging. Yeah. So, uh, well, if I can go back a little further, um, kind of going back to my story, um, when I was in like seventh grade, I was really, really struggling with like anxiety and depression and I had a friend whose aunt was like a family psychologist. And, um, she sort of took me on and mentored me for years and had the best intentions. Um, She's really, really into meditation and breath work and just all these things. And she helped me a lot. Uh, But unfortunately, because she didn't understand OCD and because I bought into her belief system, hook, line, and sinker, being that it was kind of the only thing that gave me any sort of like guidance or made me feel like I wasn't crazy. Um. I dove into that world of, like you just mentioned, personal development and, and I guess in some ways, spirituality, although I don't think I ever would have described it that way. Um, not that you said that, you didn't say that. I'm saying that for myself. <laughs> I mean, I do, th- I see it more so in like the spirituality talk, but I also see it outside of it too. Like people yeah, do not necessarily sure. identify as um spiritual yeah like we see it all the time you are what you think like if you speak it yeah exactly all that stuff yeah and that was everything that she kind of taught me and everything I believed in was like you will become your thoughts and your thoughts will become things right like I'm sure we all saw that movie the secret you know about manifesting everything you want in your life and it how do you reconcile that when you have all these intrusive thoughts especially, you know, things that you just really would never want to happen or never would want to be a part of. And 
everything around you is telling you that your thoughts become your actions and your actions become who you are and all this stuff, right? Like everything. Like, and then you have like these social media accounts that you're finding that are saying you are not your thoughts. And it's like, what are you, what? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all that, like, trust your intuition where I've always, I, something I kind of came up with is like, I think of my intuition with OCD as like, if you're the designated driver and you're in a city you've never been in and the person you're driving is just totally wasted and they're trying to give you directions on where to go and you're like okay i guess i'm going to listen to you but we're really making some mistakes here like that feeling where i cannot trust the person in charge of telling me where to go and what to do and so yeah i think going back to your original question of social media i, I think it's um i think it's just important for people to remember that like that might apply to people who don't have OCD and that might be great for them, but like, we don't have to always fit into these boxes and we don't always have to, something that works for somebody else doesn't have to work for us. And I feel like, especially after having over a decade of talk therapy that didn't really do much (laughs) in terms of my OCD, it's one of those things where it's like, look, talk therapy, I'm sure is a wonderful, fantastic thing for a lot of people. It just, it doesn't have to work for us. And there's nothing wrong with us if it doesn't work for us. It just means our brains work differently. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's all I would say about seeing that kind of stuff in social media. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be for you. Yeah, for sure. I was just talking to somebody about this on a podcast. It's like two weeks before this one will air. Um, and it was the same thing. It was like, I think a lot of times when it comes to OCD, we want like this streamlined, very specific step-by-step like recipe of how to get better and how to be perfect at getting better. And it's like, that doesn't exist. Like the, the, it was that simple, right? Like, no, you have to do the dirty work of living and figuring out how to be a decent human, just like the rest of us. (laughs) Like you have to go through the trials and tribulations and you pick some lessons up here and then you leave some there and you learn the lesson late. Like it's all it sounds so freaking cliche, but it is all a journey. Like you have, I what probably one of my favorite terms is like, eat the fruit, spit out the seeds. Mm, yeah. Take what works for you and leave the rest. Like if there's some things that you read about that you feel like really jive with you and your values and it's, you know, you tried it and you, it didn't just work for like the short term, but it actually does feel like it's contributing positively to your well being overall, then, then freaking do it. Like, but OCD wants us to have like this strict guideline, like this step-by-step roadmap. And it's like, it's so much more complicated than that. Like life and humans and our brains and mental health, it's all so much more complicated than that. Yeah. 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 No, I I think going back to relationship OCD, just reading relationship books, it's kind of similar, right? All these roadmaps that some of it's helpful and some of it's really, really not. And it's okay, like you said, to eat the fruit and spit out the seeds for sure. Yeah. So what were some of the things that were most helpful to you in your journey? Like as we wrap up here a little bit, what would be maybe three things that you've learned in your whole entire journey? What would be like three things that really stick out to you as having been very helpful for you throughout your time? Hmm. Um, I think one would be, Well, one would be kind of what we just said, which is that just because something works for other people doesn't mean that it has to work for you. I think that's been pretty huge for me. Um, And that being, you know, being okay with that. Uh, I think 
Hmm. Man, I should have thought of this beforehand. Uh, sure. You'll come up with a million reasons after we're done, but just whatever comes to Yeah. Mind. Yeah. Um, I think being okay with not being okay has been something really big for me too. Um, like just sitting in the horrible feelings and not trying to alleviate them has been really, really freeing. Um, yeah. And then I guess the third thing would be like just being easy on yourself. Um, I think this is something that I've learned the most from my partner. She's, she's like incapable of holding a grudge. She's like incapable of holding something against somebody. She's so understanding of humans being humans. And that's not something that really comes naturally to me, especially with myself. I want some yeah. for myself. Yeah. So that's kind of probably the, the biggest thing is like, just to remember that you're human and that, um, you know, a hundred percent on one day is going to be different than a hundred percent on another day. And you just give everything you can in the moment and understand that it's going to be different from day to day. And that's okay. Yeah, for sure. I think sometimes we like in our OCD tunnels, we forget about like the humanness of it all. Like, yeah, my neighbor is not meant to be happy every day. Like the dog walker that's outside right now, like they're not happy every day, right? Like that that cannot be the goal. The goal cannot be to be happy all day, every day. Like it is to experience the entire spectrum of all of those things. And yeah, so, totally. yeah, that's, that's really, really important. So um, last thing here, I know you'll have something good to say. If someone's listening and they're struggling, like they're really resonating with you, they're kind of also feeling like I'm going crazy. Like this is the first mm. episode that people, like you've made me feel like this is the first time that someone is really narrating what's going on in my head. What would be some words of wisdom or offerings of hope that you could give that person? Mm. now now I'm like well don't don't give them reassurance right like don't tell them they're not actually crazy I don't know maybe you are I don't know you (laughs) yeah I guess that do your best to get comfortable not knowing Mm -hmm. and um and I mean this sincerely I tell this to people all the time which is like follow Jenna on Instagram uh and I'm, I promise I'm not saying that because I'm on your podcast. I Anytime somebody hits me up and asks me for a reference, you're the first thing that I send them. So I mean that very, very sincerely. <laughs> it's such, a, um, it's such yeah. a good compliment because like to trust somebody with like a brand new person, like who has no idea where to go, like you can get this stuff so wrong. You can get it so wrong. Yeah. You can do it. You can so not do it justice. And so like, to, to hear that someone thinks that I'm not only doing it justice, but that like, I'm actually not steering view. It just, it, it means the absolute world to me. So that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're doing the right things in the right way, which is, and for the right reasons. Yeah. Okay. It's great. That's really <laughs> awesome to hear. Well, I would love um, 
I mean, I know you didn't necessarily share any of this at the beginning or anything like that, but the first thing that I always get whenever I have these story um, videos and, and these like guest stories is, oh my gosh, like I resonated with Justin so much. Like I would just like to reach out and thank him or say hi. Is there a way that someone could connect with you? Maybe your channel, like maybe your handle on Instagram or something like that in case someone yeah. wants to say hi or say thank you? Yeah, it's just my name, all one word, Justin Mendez, M-E-N-D-E-Z. Um, yeah, you can DM me for sure. Sounds if good. If yeah. I will put all that in the show notes. And um, congrats on being my first like video uh, podcast on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting me do that. Yeah, guys, if you're watching, if you're listening just on the audio, you got to do us a favor and go see on the video. It's just, it's too good. It's too good. He has such a great setup. <laughs> Um, so Justin, I so appreciate you just like, so genuine. I, I love to see people like living in their recovery. They're not like lying about the fact, like it's hard and like oh, yeah. still things from day to day, but it's just so human. Like you just come across as so human. And I want people to see that, like, you can totally have a badass, like amazing life full of all of those spectrum of colors of emotions. It doesn't just have to be this like one spectra, like this one shade of like happy all the time. Like that's not what we're going for. That's not, you know, that perfection, like you said, doesn't exist. So just thank you for your humanness. Thank you for reminding all of that, uh, all of us here about that today. So appreciative of your time. So Justin, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would take a quick minute to please give it a review. And while you're at it, check out my website at www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com to sign up for my free email newsletter that includes an instant free downloadable PDF to help jumpstart your OCD and anxiety recovery journey. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at jenna.overbaugh. If you liked what you listened to here, you can download some of my workshops and courses on OCD, anxiety, and treatment at my website as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in and until next time, keep doing all the hard things.